Welcome back to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. The podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business. Today we're joined by Bree E. Anderson and we're going to talk about some low-cost, no-cost ways that you can begin tracking your marketing more effectively. Welcome back to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, everybody. My name is Eric Thomas, and I am the host of the show. And today we have a very special guest with us. We are joined by Bree E. Anderson from Beast Analytics. Bree, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So, Bree, if you don't mind, go ahead and introduce yourself to all of the listeners out there. All right. Well, I kind of just, I have a quick and easy tagline. I'm an analytical nerd with a soft spot for strategy, which that just means that I like to play around with people's numbers and figure out how to make them better. That's kind of my goal. Nice. So an analytical nerd, this is, this is awesome because there's a lot of numbers that go into running a business and a lot of business owners don't always understand where to start. So Say you're starting with a client, a new client, and they have existing marketing going on and they've got a website and they got all this other stuff. What's the most important thing that you think that they should be tracking and understanding first? Well, let's just start off with like, make sure that you have Google Analytics set up. It's 100% free. Um, and, you know, I know it, just about anyone can help you get the tracking set up. It's easy to Google. Um, but yeah, so Google Analytics is going to be a must have. And then as you start toggling through Google Analytics, there will be some options to track some other things that you really just have to turn on or set up. Um, and that will give you all of the information about your website. How many people are coming to your website? What pages are they looking at? Are they going to your contact page at all? Um, where are they coming from? All of that kind of fun stuff to let you know what's working, what's not working, um, or if people are even interested to begin with. That's kind of when I start working with people, that is the number one thing. And it's really important to like, even let's say you're not even in a place yet where that stuff would really matter to you, quote unquote, um, because you're not sure how to use it. It's so important to just set it up and start collecting that data anyways, because you can't get retroactive data. And if you started this year and you know, you want to track your progress next year, you can't get that historical data to say, okay, year over year, we're doing so much better, right? You would have no way to track that. So I encourage people to start tracking that right away. Right away. And so, so you said like getting it set up is the most important thing. Right. Uh, for a lot of HVAC contractors, what they really care the most about is uh, how to get their phone ringing. Right. So are there ways in Google Analytics that you can track phone calls, uh, maybe like a uh, form website form fill or chat widget fill? Yes. All of those things are trackable. I will say that's probably something that you're going to want to get someone to help you with because those are events um, and Google is going to have to listen for very specific things. Now, if you have a thank you page, for instance, right, this is the easiest way to track anything. If you have a form on your website, just make a thank you page that people go to afterwards because then you can just 
check and see how many people went to that page, right? There's no yeah. other way for them to get to it. If they land on the thank you page, we know that we've done something right. Um, those other things are trackable though. I literally just helped someone yesterday track um, when people click on their phone number on their website to call them. Something else really important though, another free Google product that um, HVAC uh, contractors are going to wanna look into. I'll give you the heads up right now. Google has made this a little bit of a pain in the butt, but it's called Google My Business. So if you just go to business.google.com, you can set up your business um, profile with Google. So it's just like a directory, the same thing as like a yellow pages or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. Um, it's Google's version. Now I know they have been really stringent with service providers. Um, so HVAC, it might be a little bit tough, um, to get it set up and running, but once it is set up, you get analytics on how many people clicked on your phone number from that listing, how many people clicked on your website, again, kind of like how they found you and things of that nature. And that's really, really um, important, especially when you're trying to, you know, HVAC is something that's pretty localized. Like if you're in Wichita, you're probably going to be serving Wichita, um, maybe some of the surrounding areas. And Google really relies on those listings to make sure that um, you are a local, a local business. And then obviously it's a great way to get your phone ringing because one of the first things they show people is your phone number that yeah. they can just click on and, and call right away. Yeah. So, um, you know, there are a lot of contractors out there who I'm sure have, you know, Googled how to make my business grow or how to promote my business. And they've naturally set up a GMB. Um, but, you know, as marketers, we can see the difference between a GMB profile that's well-optimized right. and one that's not well-optimized. So what are some of the steps that you think are the most important after getting your GMB set up to get it looking better? Right. So, I mean, you're definitely going to want to make sure that you've uploaded your own images. If you don't upload your own images, what shows up is Google Street View. Um, or what other people have posted. And so the last thing we want is somebody to go onto your Google My Business page and complain and post a picture of something and it's like messed up or you know some crazy freak thing. And that's the only picture that shows up with your Google My Business. So upload your own pictures, make sure they're decent quality. Use, um, select your business category. That's something again that Google really relies on to understand what your business is about fill out your description. I mean, there's a whole info um, section in Google My Business. And I just encourage people like take an hour, sit down with your Google My Business, upload your own pictures, um, fill out all of the information in the info section. And then you shouldn't have to touch it again until something changes within your business, right? So just take the time, fill out all of that info and make sure you're using you know, when you can, when it's appropriate, use the words that people might look up um, to try and find you, right? So like, is your air conditioner not working or, you know, something of that nature so that people know, uh, or so that Google knows when people look this up, you're already talking about it. You must have an answer to it, right? Yeah. So what do you think are like the most important metrics that any business owner, right? maybe not any business owner, but maybe a service provider uh, should be looking into? So I think, you know, you're obviously trying to, I mean, everybody's in the business to make money, right? We're, we're yeah. not just doing this stuff for free because it's fun. Yeah. Um, we, we 
you know, need to make some money. So obviously, you know, you want to be tracking how much revenue is coming in. Um, so I like to think of things in like a series. This is a very much like sales 101. Okay. Every time I get a call, I make on average this much money, right? And it takes this many calls to get one where I actually go out and do a job, right? So let's say you make a grand. Anytime you go out, like we're just easy math here. Let's say you make a grand anytime you um, go out for a call, but it takes 10 calls to find one person that's going to be qualified to actually pay you a thousand dollars, right? And, and go service. How many like times do we need to, then you can start tracking. Okay. We know we need to get 10 calls. So how often do we need to get in front of people before they make a call, right? It's, you can move backwards. Um, or how many times are people going to visit the site before they click and call, right? So um, I kind of just like to start with what, what is the big goal? And then we can kind of move backwards. Obviously for most people, the big goal is to make money. So we need to be tracking all of the steps in between the, they figured out who I am and they've done business with me. Right. Um, So there are a ton of different metrics in between there. I mean um, most of the time, any analytics platform that you show or that you log into the first things they show you are metrics that can be generally easily inflated. We call them vanity metrics in marketing. Um, so things like impressions, which is just how many times you've showed up, like, yeah, it's great if you've shown up a million times, but are those people that are ever going to need your service? Like I'm a renter. I don't pay for any HVAC repairs. If you show up in front of me, that's nice, but I'm never going to call you. That's going to be my landlord. Right. Yeah. Um, So it's hard to tell whether or not those were qualified. Now, if somebody is on your website for a minute and a half and they visited three pages, they might be a little more qualified, right? So I encourage people to try and like take a step deeper, like log into your analytics platform and then click on something and go one step deeper. And that's probably going to show you better information, but there are thousands of metrics out there. Um, So it's kind of just finding out what's right for your business. Yeah. So what do you think are, what are some ways that you think uh, business owners can go from having someone on their page for a minute and 30 seconds, going to three pages and leaving to becoming a paying customer? So um, I highly suggest people collect um, data whenever possible. So that's, you know, whether you have I know it seems old school, but it works. Whether you have like an email list and you can say, hey, um, give us your email address so that we can keep you up to date on, you know, whatever. Um, Get the, you know, maybe you have users, user manuals for specific units, right? And you can say, just give us your email address and we'll send you this user manual um, because that gives you information on, okay, now we know what product they have. Um, and then you can kind of tailor your marketing towards that, or, you know, are you looking for a quote, give us your phone number and we'll give you a call. Um, basically collecting data has to be, when you're trying to collect data, it has to be as easy as possible for the customer. So I try and encourage people like, don't ask people for their phone number, their address and their email all in the same section, 
because they're going to go, why do you need all this information? Or they're probably on their phone. They're in a hurry. They don't have time to fill it all out. Um, so, you know, make those touch points really, really easy. Make sure that your phone number is clickable on your website and that people can actually tap on it and call. It seems like that should just be something that happens, but it's not. Um, so test it on your phone, go through the forms on your phone and see how easy it is. Sometimes you'd be surprised. Um, I sit down with people and go through their checkout process with them and they're like, oh my God, this takes forever or go through their lead forms. And they're like, oh, I didn't realize it had all these steps. Um, so I, I just really encourage people to go through their own process and see how easy it is. And then yeah. also have those kind of micro conversions where you're collecting data along the way. Yeah. I had a podcast earlier out this week and it was from Luke Hansen from company cam. And he said something, it was, I had never heard this before. And then I looked it up and it's like a well-known acronym. It's like, keep it simple, stupid, or keep it stupid, yeah. simple or something like that. And I was thinking like, when it comes to web forms, all you really need is someone to call. Like if someone gets on your website and they know that they have a problem with their HVAC system, all you need is their phone number and maybe just a smidge of information about what's going on. You don't right. need their, their house address and their dog's name and where they heard you from, like, or where they heard about your business and all that. Just get their phone number and their name and a little bit of the problem and then just give them a call. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and some of those things can even be made easy, right? Like if you know people are calling for one of three reasons, put those three reasons on there and then have an other section just in case something random comes through and they have, you know, like an odd circumstance. Um, but if you know people are coming either for, you know, heating, cooling or whatever, commercial, I don't know, I'm just making stuff up here. Yeah. Um, if you know that they're going to come for one of those three things, then just have them give you their name, their phone number, and then have the options. Are you calling for this, this, or this? And have an other section. That way, literally yeah. all they have to do is fill out two things, hit a, you know, select what they're here for, and then hit submit. That's like a minute. That would take a minute flat to fill out. Yeah. Yeah. You said something earlier about finding out what product they have and then sending them a manual. Yeah. And that just kind of like stirred up an idea in my head. So if you're listening to this, this is like real time marketing strategy we're coming up with for you. You know, like when, like these manufacturers, the average lifespan of a particular condenser unit or, or gas furnace or whatever it is, and you know what model you sold them. So as a dealer, they should know how long this is going to last them. You can put that customer in a particular communication group or, of e or an email group or whatever it is. And or even like if you get enough, you could do a lookalike audience and that would be pretty tight, like on Facebook. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, so that that's something I encourage like um, tire shops, for instance, is, that's a really good one. Like anyone that does auto repair, it's the same thing, right? Like you sold them the tires, you know that they're going to need them rotated in this many months. You know that um, when you did the tires, you gave them an oil change, they're going to need an oil change in this many months. You can send them spring tips and then go, oh, by the way, it's time to come in and do X, Y, and Z, right? Like you have all that information on your customer. Again, it's one of those things where it's like as early as you can start collecting data, even if you don't know what you're going to do with it yet, start collecting it because eventually you're going to go, okay, you know, like you, like we were saying before we got on here, eventually you're going to get to a point where you're like, okay, I need a customer or okay, I need this. Um, and you're going to have some spare time on your hands and you can go, oh, that's right. I sold so-and-so this about 
four months ago. And I know that in this month, they're going to need something. Let me give them a call, right? Um, or let me reach out via email, whatever that is. So start collecting that data because you never know when it's going to come in handy. Yeah. So if there was someone listening to this who um, maybe was a little bit more old school with their marketing and advertising and they, they just quite aren't sold on the thought of digital marketing or social media or anything, what would you tell to them to kind of persuade them to adapt to maybe some of these more modern methods of marketing? Well... 95% of the people are on the internet at some point. So, so, so it's not, it's not like you're not going to reach them if you're doing digital marketing. And also it, there's a really high return on investment, right? Um, because you don't necessarily have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to be successful. Um, I worked at a, a traditional marketing agency um, I was the only one doing digital at the time. The people sitting next to me were buying commercials at $60, a thousand impressions. And I can get a thousand impressions on uh, social media for free. I can post something out and people can look at it for free. Yeah. Um, and so it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's worth a shot. What do you have to lose? Like time, you can hire somebody else to do it. So then you just invest in somebody else, give them a little bit of money to do it and see what happens. And if you have a big enough return on investment, it makes sense to, to put the effort forward. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm one of those people where it's like, don't knock it till you try it. If you haven't tried it, you have no reason to, to say that it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. So what are some, what are some of the, uh, like low cost, no cost tools other than Google analytics and Google, my business that business owners can get started with pretty easily. Well, um, you can do their free email, um, uh, email marketing providers or like free plans you can use uh, with, you know, companies like MailChimp is a big one, low, no cost email marketing provider. You know, you can make yourself a Facebook page, make a Facebook group. Um, you can, you, there are tons of tools out there too um, that are, are relatively cheap that can help you. Things like um, keywords everywhere. So if you're like, I don't know what people are, um, I have no idea what people would search to try and find me. You can get a tool like keywords everywhere and it'll tell you right there. How, how many times is this being searched? Um, a better tool, actually a free tool, Google Trends. Just go to trends.google.com and type in HVAC and it will pull up, you know, all the related searches uh, when it comes to HVAC. And then you can select your state or your city and it will show you how people look it up there. Uh, um, so that, I mean, that's a free tool right there. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, you mentioned Facebook groups. I think, I think a lot of people when they think of Facebook groups are like, ooh, I have to make it uber specific to my industry. But there's a Facebook group that I'm in and it's like, uh, so I'm in Virginia beach. So it's like a, we heart Virginia beach locals only type of group. And it's all about like local restaurants and local yeah. breweries and all that stuff. But the guy who started the group is a real estate agent and yeah. he literally and those are all leads for him. Yeah. He, he's up there pulling the strings like a ventriloquist and we're in here like arguing over beer and stuff. And he's like, Oh, house for sale, house for sale, house for sale. And mm -hmm. it's, and there's like 20,000 people in the group. Yep. So, I mean, Facebook groups are, if you do it right, it could, it could really work out in your favor, especially um, 
if you set it up, because you can set it up to like alert you when certain words are used. Yeah. Like yeah. if you own the group, you can set it up to say something like, like to have alerts to, that come to you for plumbing, heating, cooling. And yeah. anytime someone goes in there and mentions those words, you get a notification. I know. I just thought I'm thinking like I'm here in Kansas and our weather literally it was 70 yesterday. It's 40 today. And the, the weather's always crazy. You could very easily create a Kansas weather group where we just talk about how crazy the weather is. Right. And then yeah. it's like, Oh, our, our pipes froze. So you, I mean, and then people know like, Hey, okay. Their pipes are frozen. Maybe they need some help. And then you can get right on that. Yeah. So what's your favorite thing about digital marketing? That it's easily trackable. I like that there's so much data. If I put out a, if I put out a TV ad, I would have no idea how it performed. I mean, I, I could guesstimate based on, you know, two weeks after I put out that ad, it's been running for two weeks that all of a sudden, you know, our sales are up, but um, you know, there could have been something else that happened. You have, no idea, but with Google or not with Google, but with digital, just in general, I can say, okay, um, somebody came from this specific Facebook thing that I posted and they ended up calling me. You get all of that information. You can see that entire journey. Uh, and I, I mean, the very first time I was able to attribute a sale to something that I did online, I was like, oh yeah, I'm sold. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, Especially uh, in the HVAC industry, you know, an HVAC system replacement or install job, I mean, that can run anywhere from eight to $15,000 and yeah. you can get them a click on, on a Google ad for what, 42 bucks. And that return on investment is $9,000 or whatever it ends up being like, yeah. that's, it's just insane to me that people would even spend money on now on like, you know, traditional advertising. And, and I do get that there's a lot of power in the brand awareness and there's a lot of power in that top of mind awareness and but you got to have a big budget so like if you don't have you know millions and millions and millions of dollars to spend on advertising digital is just a no-brainer exactly yeah so so we think in marketing of everything as a funnel right and when you're just starting out you don't really have the time to play around in the top of the funnel like you need to find people that need your help now and the best way to do that are things at the, the bottom of the funnel where people are ready to convert. And when you are searching HVAC repair, Wichita, Kansas, you need that help now. Um, and so when you're paying for something, when you're paying for that click, like you said, that click is extremely relevant. That's somebody that needs it. And um, it, you know, they're going to convert, whether it's with mm -hmm. you or with somebody else, they're going to convert. Yeah. Or they could just be looking up, you know, Wichita, you know, they could just be sitting in front of their TV watching HGTV and all of a sudden this ad comes on the TV. It's like, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't need HVAC help, but thanks, I guess. Yeah. Or they're just looking at their phone or they fast forward through the commercial if they got it recorded. Right. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's digging into it and seeing the return. And I honestly, I, I'd like to get a little bit more granular sometimes. Mm-hmm to fully see like, like I can see the average cost per click on an ad, but like, I would love to dig in super deep and be able to say like, here's the average cost uh, per acquisition for an install job. Here's the average cost per acquisition for uh, a $79 spring tune up. 
here's the cost per acquisition for a clogged toilet, whatever it may be. And then you could like really dial that in and you could sell it to, you know, whoever it is in your HVAC company that's needing buy-in for right. new ways to market your business. You could say, look, you know, you can get this $15,000 install job for 42 bucks. You can get this spring tune-up for a dollar fifty, but that'll get their foot in the door. And now they can sell them something else or they can get them signed up for a maintenance plan. Uh, so it's, yeah, there's a lot to, to geek out about. And that's what I like about it. Yeah. So I, if you want to start talking stuff like that, I'm going to recommend Google data studio. So anyone that's ready to get real nerdy with numbers, you can get, you can do some crazy things in Google data studio. It pulls in a lot more information than all of those other tools. And it connects with, pardon? Is that one free as well? Yeah, that one's free unless you want to connect, like, for instance, you can pull your Facebook data into Google data studio, but you have to use a third party. And so you'd have to pay someone to do that. But um, Data Studio itself is free. Awesome. So you if can export listening. everything into a CSV file, right? Like an Excel file. And mm-hmm. then you could import it into Data Studio and do whatever you wanted with it for free. Now, are there third-party integrations like other than Facebook and Instagram? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm there. You can find a third-party connector for just about anything for Data Studio. I mean, like HubSpot has it. Um you know, there are a lot of different things. So you would just have to find a provider that had that integration and Google lists them all right there in data studio. Um, so, but yeah. Well, if you're listening, I'm going to research, uh, if there's a possible integration for that through service Titan service Titan is the big kind of like the HubSpot for home services. Um, and I know that that's going to be a question that I get. So I'm going to go ahead and research that for you all. I'm sure that there is an integration because you can integrate your LSA ads with Service Titan. So I'm sure that they've already got something else set up for that too. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Let me know. And if not, you could probably use something like Zapier. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Love Zapier. Yeah. Automate everything. That's right. Well, Bree, this has been awesome. Uh, is there anything... Uh, out there or anything that you would like anyone out there to know, maybe a shameless plug or anything that we may have missed that you'd just like to throw out there right now? No, I mean, really just the big thing I've, I've said it multiple times is start collecting data before you need it. Cause it's going to be really, it's going to be really helpful to have had it. Um, and if anybody needs any help, I do um, audits for people. So, and I help set up analytics. So both of those things, you can reach out to me. I don't know if it'll be in the show notes or wherever it is. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. You can reach out to me and I'd be, I'd be more than helping. What? More than happy to help anybody out. Yeah. It's Wednesday. Words are, I've been having a lot of problem with words today as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'll, uh, I'll include a link to your website in the show notes. Uh, the beauty of the podcasting and get all those links built up and um yeah so if you're interested there will be a link in the show notes and also on the uh on the page on our website and um Bree, this was awesome i appreciate you being on the show and uh, we'll talk to you soon all right sounds good thanks for having me thanks for checking out another episode of the smart hvac marketing podcast Rival Digital just launched our very own private Facebook group exclusively for HVAC contractors. So if you're looking for a new way to connect with like-minded individuals and maybe learn a thing or two about the trade, join the group today. 
You can find it on our Facebook page, at Rival Digital.